Welcome to episode 14 of the Venice New You podcast. It's a real pleasure to be back with you. Uh, I've got two housekeeping things before we dive in, okay? Today's conversation is about how to stop settling for what you want, okay? Housekeeping number one, subscribe to this podcast, okay? That way when I publish an episode, you can be notified and you can check out the podcast episode. Secondly, housekeeping item. I have a life coaching group and I would love for you to join us. If you are in a season and a time in your life where you're like, man, I need some type of guidance and community that can really empower me in what I'm up to in life. It's a free life coaching group. It's on Facebook and it's the hashtag new you with Venice Facebook group. There is no charge. It is my gift to people who really just want to get into the world of life coaching. I love my group and I love all the women and they're amazing. So in this conversation, we're going to discuss the topic of how to settle for what you want. Now, I uh, would definitely consider myself uh, an expert at this. <laughs> like literally most of my life, I settled for what I want literally until I was in my 30s. Uh, and even after my 30s, I have found there have been significant moments where I have settled for what I what I don't want. And uh, it's extremely painful. Bottom line, you know, what is the impact of living, settling for what you know in your heart of hearts is beneath you, what you know is where you need to be, uh, it's, there is an impact. And one of the things I just want to speak to about that is like when our life is not in alignment with what is in our heart, I know that sounds cliche ish. Okay. I know it can sound a little woo woo or a little bit, but there is something to what I'm saying. We experience the most power and fulfillment when our life is in alignment with what is important to us, okay? Now, it does not mean life is perfect. I'm not saying when our life, when our actions, our commitments are in alignment with what is important to us, that life is perfect. There is no such thing as a perfect life, okay? So if you have lived that, we won't even go there, but no, that's not how it works, all right? What there is is power, and what there is, is an experience of even in the struggling, knowing deep down, I'm in the right place. My question to you is today, listening to this broadcast, do you absolutely know you're in the right place? And it's not something you have to think about. If you're like, I don't know, you're not in the right place. Because when you are in the right place, you know it. And you can be in the middle of the biggest struggle, in the biggest transition, and be like, dang. <sighs> okay, this is not the most comfortable situation, but I'm in the right place. There's even some comfort in that, knowing I'm in the right place. So, the first thing that I want to do in this conversation is I want to propose to you a powerful place to stand, okay? when looking at this particular subject of life, all right? And the place to stand 
is that the, the way to stop settling and start moving into alignment with who you are and what's important to you is to look over where you are and take the posture that I have chosen to settle. Now, that's not what a lot of us do. What do we do? We point the finger. We say, well, you know, I, I, I settle for this situation because of that person, because of what they do. Uh, you know, they make it so hard for me. So I, I'm just living with what I have. At the end of the day, when you don't get what you want, it has to do with you versus something that keeps happening to you. Do you get what I'm saying? See, there is really no power in life when we look out there at other people or circumstances. The most powerful place that we can stand is in looking over where we are because I can't change that person over there. I can't do anything about that other person and what they've done to me or whatever. All I can do is be responsible for myself. Now, I'm going to share a little story with you, okay? Five years ago, six years ago, I was in a job that started out to be a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. I felt like my life was in alignment with my dreams and my purpose. And I was a part of an organization that, you know, going in, I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. I love it here. I had a chance to really contribute. Um, and as I really got more like in the culture of the organization, it was, it was, it was like dysfunctional. And it was really challenging for me because I would see things, not that were unethical, but see things that were just like, not kind. Like it was cutthroat. On the outside, when you go in, it's like, oh, everybody's so nice, you know? It was kind of like a bit of a front. But when you get to know people, like I really saw like, wow, these people are kind of like mean, but they really pretend that they're nice, but they're mean. And it was kind of like an uncaring environment, but it was like a little bit hard to wrap my mind around because it was actually a faith-based organization. And I was very conflicted by that. I was like, wait a minute. You know, these are people that profess to love God. And yet, they're mean and uncaring. And it was just, it was, it was surreal. And so I started to see this like after a few months. <laughs> it didn't take long, okay? And I was very perplexed. And one of the things that I've always been committed to is powerful, empowering culture. Like wherever I am, I really want to be uh, in a part of an organization in work, 
or in faith that is has a really good culture. Every organization has a culture. So I, I knew in year one that it was not a good environment for me and I didn't do anything. Fast forward five years and I became numb. Um, I, I avoided, I didn't communicate. I just felt like I would, I'd become a very instrumental person in that organization. I had a lot of responsibility. A lot of people depended on me and I literally felt like I could not leave. I felt that no one told me that I felt like I can't leave this situation and I just settled. I just kept working there. Towards the end, I started getting sick. I actually had to quit my job because I could not function. Like I would swell, my, I had a knee issue, I was inflamed in my body, I was in pain. I was sick every seven weeks. I became ill with something, usually it was like uh, allergies or like it felt like strep throat but it was nothing I would go to the doctor and they would say there's nothing wrong with you now why am I sharing this little story with you because at the core of that experience was me choosing to settle for something that I knew was not for me and I became very justified about why I couldn't leave I became justified about how much responsibility I carried and the resp the impact that me not working there would have on the organization. So a lot of it was obligation, like these people really count on me and I have a very specific skill that really no, no one else has. You and I discovered is everybody moved on. You know, what to me felt like the world was gonna end and people were gonna suffer and it was gonna be so hard and they would not be able to recover, they actually did just fine without me. And one of my biggest learning lessons from that was that one, the learning lesson was when I tolerate settling, it is going to have a impact on my life that at some point will impact my physical and emotional well-being. The second thing that I learned from going through that experience was that really, no one really needs me. <laughs> now, I'm not saying it like I don't matter. No, I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying like, you know, the world is not going to end just because I don't work somewhere. Like people are actually very resilient and they find ways to make things work when someone does not continue. And I really want you to consider that for yourself today. What are you settling for today? What are your reasons and justifications why you keep settling? What are the beliefs that you have that tell you you can't move on, that you have to stay here? And I want you to just consider like probably 90% of it is not true. No, maybe the other 10% is just logistics like, you know, working things out to, to not settle. But a lot of it is like just lies. Like we have these thoughts and they're just not true and they're lies. 
So I really invite you in this conversation to get the impact of that. Because nothing happens until there's a moment of choice in ourself where we say enough. See, if you don't get to that point, you're not going to really change. Then conversations just become very interesting insights with no actual translating into any type of change. The first step of real change and transformation is a decisive moment where we say no more. So that is my coaching today for you is get straight with yourself. Get straight with yourself and be like, okay, what the heck am I doing here? Why do I keep settling? And what am I going to do about it? One of the things that I want to say about this conversation. So the first point was, you know, hey, at the end of the day, settling has to do with you. Here's the second thing I want to say. And actually my final point, okay, is... When you're, when you've been like in a habit of settling, one of the things that you got to start practicing is practicing communicating what it is that you desire and what it is that you want and saying it repeatedly because like, People in your life, they're used to you being the way you are. I mean, I have a simple example of my family. When I started actually like not settling, I started sharing with people when they would ask me to do things. I would just do whatever anyone wanted. Not everyone, but most people. I was very agreeable. And when I started telling people no, and I wasn't rude out. I would just say that does not work for me and I'm not going to do that. Well, people in my life were freaking out because they were like, uh, no, that's not who you are. And uh, I mean, it took about two years for people in my life to learn that they could not just depend on me for everything. So when you really get to the place you're like, I'm not going to settle anymore, then it translates it translate into, into real life. And a lot of what you do is communicate. This works for me. This does not work for me. And you got to really be very consistent with that. Okay? People, people will actually learn and they will adapt. It is not easy at first. I have had people hang up on me. I've had people not talk to me. Uh, I've had to say the same thing very patiently and very kindly over and over and over and over and over and over. So it just takes a lot of practice. The final thing to this second point is don't agree with what you don't want. Yeah, if you're not in agreement, you know, you, you, that's okay. You can say that. You can ask yourself, do I really want this? <laughs> do I really want this? Yes or no? Okay, if I don't really want it, then I, I'm, I'm not going to agree with this or I'm not going to do this, but communicate. And I think there is something to be said about how you communicate. At first, I had to learn how to communicate 
you know, uh, a long time ago, I used to go from like real passive to very aggressive. So I'd be like, I'm not doing that. Like I had to learn just kind of like how to say it. You know, my go-to is that does not work for me. And leave it right there. Why doesn't it work for you, Denise? Well, because I have other things going on. I don't have the bandwidth for that. Or it's just not something I'm interested in. I'm actually, I don't have an interest in that. So yeah, I'm not interested. That's not going to work for me. No. And thank you. Thank you for considering me. Such a simple little kind of communication method, right? Can really have you stand powerfully in honoring what it is that you do want and being very kind and very, you know, respectful to stand up and say, yeah, I don't want that. Thank you very much. Thank you for considering me, but I, I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I, it felt completely awkward, completely awkward for a long time. And now it's, you know, I'm used to it. The scary part for me was when um, I was around people who were very, in my mind, they were like very powerful or more dominating. That really took a lot of practice for me. And what I found is they're okay too. It's like, yeah, a lot of people just really respect that you're straight. Me, I would just do stuff and like be like, I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Because I don't want to like, you know, stir any waters or make anyone mad. <laughs> so this is the completion of this episode. I invite you to take action today. What is the one thing you are taking from this conversation that you are going to really use in your day-to-day -day life, okay? I also invite you to put yourself in an environment that will help you create a lifestyle of getting what you want, all right? If you're ready to break through and experience freedom to start living a life that you love, I want you to join the hashtag new you life coaching group. My, the link will be in the description of this episode. And you know, I'm it's free. I'm out to really be a guide for women that are up to something that are really like, I'm ready to take decisive action, Venice. If that is you, join us. We'd love to have you. Until next time, bye.